Huskies, what are you eating for dinner tonight or for lunch? Are you buying takeout or are you making something at home? Well, did you know that there is a fresh food market on the George Brown campus where you can get your supplies each week? Yep, it's Good Food Market. And today we have the market coordinator, Thurston, here to tell us about it. Hi, Thurston. How are you today? Hi, Aransa. How are you? Thanks so much for inviting me to the podcast. Thank you for coming and for explaining to us like a little bit more about the Good Food Market. So the market just happened yesterday, right? How did it go? Did you sell out of anything? How was like the, the interaction with the students? Yeah, so the, you're right. The market was uh, yesterday and it went really, really well. Uh, we ended up selling out of mostly everything. Um, some of our most popular produce yesterday were blueberries, strawberries, along with avocados, bell peppers, uh, broccoli, bananas, those kinds of things. So yeah, we, we ended up selling pretty much everything that we had. So it was a good day. That's amazing. Like I love avocados, veggie fruits. So for those who don't know, what is a good food market and how did you get involved in it? So the uh, good food market at George Brown is a non-profit fruit and vegetable market uh, that it currently operates out of 300 Adelaide Street East. So that's the GBC uh, Culinary Building for anyone that doesn't know. And it's every Thursday, 10.30 a.m. until 2.30 or 3, depending on when we sell out. Our mission is to make a, a fresh produce more accessible to the George Brown community. And we do that by providing lower or discounted prices compared to a lot of the main, or I should say all of the mainstream grocery chains. So just as far as how I got involved, um, the market at St. James has been running since 2013. Uh, and it was actually founded by a GBC faculty member named Ashley Booth. And actually, because originally it wasn't an official GBC program, she was hiring GBC placement students to help run the market. So that's actually how I got involved. I was a GBC student in the community worker program in 2015. Um, I was interested in food security, needed to do my first year uh, student placement. And yeah, I ended up at the Good Food Market. That's even better because in that fact, you know how it looks to be a student. You already have the experience with that and to have this food to be more like affordable for students. So now you're able to bring it to the community. And I think it's amazing, actually. Yeah, I know it, it was a great experience. And uh, yeah, so I kind of seen, as you said, both sides of it. <laughs> so for some students, it's the first time living away from home and they never cooked before. So they might not know what to do with their raw vegetables and fruits. So what they can get out of the good food market? Yes. Yeah, so actually one thing I maybe should have mentioned too is uh, we've also run some other related programs out of the good food market. So one of those is Supper Club, uh, which is a community kitchen program. It's totally free for students to participate in. Before the pandemic, we were running that on a monthly or sometimes bi-monthly basis. And we actually started it back up again in uh, fall 2023. So during Supper Club, we cook a four-course meal. So that includes usually a soup, salad, main course, and a dessert. Normally, the recipes focus on affordable, uh, affordable recipes with kind of more easily accessible ingredients. Um, and also recipes that are a little bit different from what students might be cooking normally at home. 
So that's one thing we hear students often say is, you know, they cook a lot of stir fries, pasta is kind of standard ones, and they're often looking for more ideas uh, just to avoid getting bored with the meals. So that's something helpful. And for students who are, as you said, living alone for the first time and just starting to cook for themselves, it's also a great opportunity to learn not only some new recipes, but also pick up a couple skills or tips that allow them to cook more from home. As a side note, I also would say too that we've actually found a lot of students are comfortable cooking at home, but what they often are looking for is A, of course, affordable food, um, B, like I said, interesting new recipes, and C, for a lot of international students who can't access the type of produce that they might have had access to in their country of origin, they're either looking for those produce available in Toronto or like how to use produce more commonly or perhaps more affordably available in Toronto that they weren't used to. So those are a couple other things that students, in addition to, oh, I'm new to living on my own, I want to cook. Those are some other things that students come to us saying that they're looking for as well. So whether it's good food markets, supper club, or those kinds of programs, it can kind of be helpful for that too. So I didn't know about that. And for me, like, to be honest, I'm not the best at cooking. And sometimes you run out of some idea. So this is, I think it's an amazing idea and way to engage also with some other students and part of the George Brown community. So how we can know a little bit more about maybe a supper club or like the good food market? Is there any way to see where, like, what is the date? Where are you doing the next meeting? And to be more involved with this initiative. I love it. I need to go like now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, the main way now that people can find out more about the market, supper club and other programs is they can email goodfoodmarket at georgebrown.ca and ask to be put on the mailing list. So every week we send out a list, not only with our good food market prices, but if we have an upcoming supper club, we'll also give the online registration form so that people can start signing up for it. So, yeah, right now our mailing list is good. Um, we're also starting to get an Instagram page back up and running thanks to the uh, efforts of one of our student staff, Ngozi. So uh, you can also check that out, goodfoodmarket underscore GBC. But yeah, I would say, yeah, the mailing list, probably everything is going to be there also on a weekly basis. So it's going to be goodfoodmarket underscore GBC. Is that correct? The Instagram? For the Instagram, yeah. Yeah, and then we have goodfoodmarket at georgebrown.ca, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that would be the, the mailing list you'll get every week with all the news. Can you tell me more about FoodShare to the best of your knowledge? What do they do and what are their goals? Yeah, sure. So FoodShare is a nonprofit organization and they're also a food justice organization, we receive all of our market produce from FoodShare. The food they provide us is purchased from a mix of sources, primarily from the Ontario Food Terminal, as well as local Ontario farmers that FoodShare has an existing relationship with. Um, in the summer and early fall, one thing that's actually kind of cool is sometimes they provide, usually obviously not in the same quantities, but sometimes we have the ability to also order food that's grown through the Toronto District School Board program called School Grown. So that's kind of a, just a fun, fun fact too. Uh, but yeah, that's usually in the Ontario growing season, of course. FoodShare's main purpose is to advocate for the right to food, 
um, in Toronto, in Canada. So that's the right to food for all people. And also they support food security in Toronto by empowering local communities to run their own local food programs. So these programs can include good food markets like ours. Uh, they can include community farms, community gardens, as well as community kitchen programs and those sorts of things. And they empower us not only by helping us cover certain costs and supporting financial sustainability, but also very important logistical support. Because sometimes people might see just the financial side, but also there's like that logistical side that comes in. For example, like finding program space or receiving and delivering food for us, um, like leftovers management, even like skills training um, and that kind of thing. So things that are barriers for basically local communities that are trying to develop their own programs who don't have that financial backing or a lot of money to, to help them out. So, um, yeah. And I also just wanted to say, too, um, during the pandemic, FoodShare was actually one of the quickest to respond to the food crisis in Toronto. And within weeks, they started the emergency good food box program, which we had. Uh, we partnered with them at George Brown and we eventually called it the student good food box program. And basically, they were delivering fresh produce boxes to uh, communities all across Toronto, including GBC students. So I just thought I'd give a shout out for that because that was a really, really great initiative. One last thing, FoodShare is a major advocate for the right to food for all people and challenging systemic barriers that prevent Torontonians from accessing food. So that means more effectively challenging things like white supremacy, supporting living wages, and things that allow Torontonians to access food they need and to live happy and healthy lives. Um, so yeah, it's a great organization. It's a good idea to check out if you want to learn more. I think it's foodshare.net is their website. So yeah, great organization. That's amazing. Like, I think like in the case that you always can give a little bit of support and help, that sounds amazing. And also it's it's important to emphasize the fact that it's a non-profit organization. So it's, exactly. you can go and buy and you know where it comes from. So it's even better, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's an important thing I, I should emphasize is we're not a business. In fact, it's against kind of the mandate of good food markets to be a business. So we are we are very much a non-profit program. Amazing. So we know that it's more important the affordability part, but there is also the part of organic food. It is important to this market and why? Yes. So <laughs> there's an entire kind of separate conversation we could have about organic food labels, especially what they mean, some of the problems some growers and advocates have raised with the way the label is assigned. But to address your question more directly about kind of affordability, um, for our market and for the, the students and community members that we are in contact with at our market, affordability is definitely, I would say, more important or more of a priority than organic is. At the end of the day, we all need to eat to survive. We all have that human right to access food um, that meets not kind of both our dietary needs as well as our preferences. So I think Of course, many people um, would also prefer to access food that hasn't been grown using synthetic pesticides and fertilizers. But realistically, most organic food is very much also financially out of the reach of most students, uh, most low income people in general, and even most working class people in Toronto right now. So yeah, affordability is the priority for most, I, I would say. I think it will depend also like priorities, but for us, for students, I think, and right now due to the economic situation and 
how as a student you need to be able to work and have a balanced life. So I think the most important part is eat. So if you have this opportunity and it's affordable, it's a fresh product, why not? You know, like at that point, I think it's more important as you mentioned, like the affordability part. So the Good Food Market is a resource for finding, as we talk, affordable, fresh food in the city. Why do you personally think that is important for students in Toronto? So I think it kind of relates to the last question, as, as you say. So most GBC students, they just don't have the adequate income available to them. And that's why affordable food access is especially important. Between tuition fees, as you know, uh, textbooks and other school materials, uh, skyrocketing rent in Toronto is, of course, record high, phone, internet, all those bills that people have to pay. Students are, I mean, even before the pandemic, students financially were were already stretched, and now it's worse than ever before. So, and not only that, but the grocery stores, as we've seen, are hiking their prices. Even mainstream discount brands like No Frills, Freshco, they're also hiking their prices more than some might say is necessary. You know, food justice and food insecurity. Um, activist communities would say the best way to address food insecurity and food access is increasing people's incomes. Um, and when we, when it comes to students, that income is really not there, right? So. That's especially why it's important when not only they don't have that income, but the stores are, again, hiking their prices. It's more important than ever for students to have that access, whether it's you know discount prices or a variety of different programs that support accessibility. So you have been very careful to not say healthy food in promotion for the market, but rather good food. What is the reasoning for this? Yeah, so that's kind of an interesting time to talk about that right now, actually, because language around food, I mean, at any time can be tricky. Um, and I know even right now, and I, I say especially right now, Foodshare is is continuing to wrestle with using language around food that doesn't stigmatize it in any way. Um, so diet culture, for example, is, is one aspect that affects the way that we talk about food. Um, and that can, when we're talking about healthy food, um, initially, sometimes what people think about when they think about healthy food, it kind of conjures a certain idea in their minds. It can be associated with food that people either don't see as appealing when it comes to their personal tastes, or it might be seen as referring to food that doesn't meet people's needs as far as like what they what they need to eat or that is financially accessible to them. Uh, but again, coming back to being heavily associated with diet culture as well, which carries a lot of stigma with it. So yeah, I would say for food share and a lot of food justice and food security organizations, they kind of continue to wrestle with that language around stigmatizing food and, and um, you know, the, the concept of healthy or unhealthy food. Uh, but for us as an individual market, uh, we like the term good food because it can mean just about any kind of food that supports people's personal dietary and food preferences. And of course, we primarily sell fresh produce, which is nutritious food, and that is also financially out of reach for a lot of people. So for us, the term kind of coincides with that community access and fresh, affordable part of it. I think one, one of the most important labels on it, instead of like healthy or good, it's like the, the nutritious part. So you yeah. know that 
able to find those vegetables, avocado, and lemons, uh, strawberries, or whatever you're looking for. So you know that you're going to have that nutrition portion. Yeah, exactly. And you can use them to make whatever food tastes great to you. So. So if a student were to go to the market each week, what kind of things could they expect to pick up there? And what are the prices like? Yes. Yeah, so the prices and what we provide kind of depends on the season. I'll say, first of all, mainly because season affects, uh, of course, of course, the Ontario growing season and kind of the price of imports and all those kinds of things. So um, what we provide depends on prices as well so that we can offer produce that is the lowest cost possible. Uh, but to give some examples from this week's market, we were selling avocados for a dollar, which is actually our standard price. So while you might see avocados on sale for that price on certain weeks at the store for us, it's kind of like the, the usual normal price rather than a sale price. Um, we had lettuce for a dollar fifty, which actually we've been selling a dollar fifty for a while now. Oranges, bananas, 35 cents per piece. So a lot of people like to pick those up for snacks and that kind of thing. Um, we had broccoli for two dollars for the uh, for per piece. So nothing. I should add that nothing we provide is by weight. It's always per piece. So you can decide what you want to grab. But if people do, like I said before, if they do want to see our weekly prices ahead of time, because sometimes they can change, is um, emailing us, like I said, to the goodfoodmarket at georgebrown.ca account. Because again, we send those out every week. You can kind of take a look. Ngozi, one of our student staff, has been working to kind of revive our Instagram account, which I mentioned before. So you can also check that out to see examples of our prices. So one quick question. Do you have any maximum like to buy? We don't have any maximum on what people can buy. People can buy it as much as they like. So far, I, I don't think that's ever been a problem for us. Um, some people come and do like all of their produce shopping. Uh, some people will just come to grab one or two things, maybe like a snack or something. So, yeah. So I would like to remind the fact that this good food market is a non-profit enterprise. So when students and staff buy food there, it doesn't go to anyone's pocket. So it just goes right back into the paying for next week's supply. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And kind of as I said before, we're entirely nonprofit, and that's like a key part of FoodShare's model for the good food market. And it goes against our agreement with FoodShare to try to make any kind of profit whatsoever on what we're selling. Um, so yeah, we try to be very clear that we're not a business, we're a nonprofit. Of course, we still need to manage our finances to ensure that we don't fall behind on the payments or anything like that. Uh, but as far as making profit, that goes against what we do. Um, any money we uh, we make gets sent back to Foodshare to pay for the produce we purchased. And I thought I would also mention it's one of the great ways that Foodshare supports us and empowers good food markets. Because when a good food market is first founded, Foodshare basically fronts the market money for the first delivery of their produce. So Foodshare pays the costs of that first delivery, and then good food markets pay for the next market. So we're always one market behind on payments. So you run a market pay for that market the next week, and so on. So that makes starting a good food market a lot more accessible for a lot of communities. That isn't to say, of course, that we don't need to sustain ourselves uh, financially. And so you will see sometimes our prices might change, but if people are noticing a price change, it's not that we're doing it for profit reasons. It might be that, for example, one week, uh, the price of broccoli went up very high, but then the price of uh, blueberries dropped 
significantly. So we might adjust them slightly, um, bringing one slightly down, one slightly up to kind of try to make the whole market more affordable. So if you do see price change, that is why. But yeah, that's that's just a bit of background info on our, our financial model and yeah. And also it would change depending upon the seasons. And if I know if there is a fruit, there is a season for that, it will go up a little bit, it will actually go down. I think that's part of like the economic cycle. So that's good to know too. It's very rare these days to find a place where you can get fresh produce at an affordable price and know that you are supporting a nonprofit organization. So we are really lucky to have the Good Food Market at George Brown. Thank you for all the work that you and your team are doing for all of us. And I think that's an amazing contribution to the George Brown College community. Thank you. And I realized just one more thing for the Good Food Market at georgebrown.ca. Um, so not only can you get information on Good Food Market prices and Supper Club, but the Student Good Food Box is no longer a permanent program, but sometimes it temporarily reopens. So if you're interested in potential reopenings of that program, we also circulate information on that through the mailing list as well. So just wanted to plug that in there too. Thank you so much, Jerkson, to be today here with us. This has been a great conversation and looking forward to have you in another opportunity. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was great to talk with you today. Students, go and check out the Good Food Market every Thursday starting between 10.30 and 11 a.m. at 300 Adelaide Street East. I'm going until 3 p.m. Bring cash and bags if you have them. Thanks for listening and see you at the market.